Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Leprechaun Lunch on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jim Rosari here with you. I had the chance to talk to the play-by-play voice of Stanford football, also Stanford men's basketball as well. Troy Clardy is his name. Got a chance to talk to him earlier this week. Troy was very gracious with his time. Uh, with Stanford athletics in general, just being in a state of flux this year, we talked about a bunch of different things regarding the Cardinal. Started out by talking about just how things are going in the Pac-12 for Stanford. Well, Stanford wrapped up its uh, Pac-12. Uh, its life is a Pac-12 football school last week um, with the uh, results against uh, Cal in a big game. And, you know, my, my, my broadcast partner, John Plants, and I, you know, spent the last segment, you know, just kind of, you know, saying, hey, wait a minute, this is this is goodbye to the Pac-12 uh, for Stanford. And, you know, the, for much of the past few weeks, it's been kind of strange, you know, going into an opponent's and going into and preparing for a week and going, Hey man, this is, this is going to be the last time that we, that we see these folks maybe ever, you know, and it's, it's weirder for some than for others. Obviously it's going to be strange not dealing with USC in some ways, although in others, you know, good riddance, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be strange seeing us uh, not, not seeing Oregon and Washington. It's quite honestly going to be painful not seeing Washington state and Oregon state. Because those are two great communities and two great schools and two outstanding fan bases who did nothing wrong. And, and now they're both uh, they're, now they're both out in the cold and in the wilderness right now. So it, it's been kind of odd, but it is kind of nice to kind of wrap up the season with two opponents that at least we know, you know, because Stanford mm-hmm. and Cal obviously going into the ACC together and tethered together into that future. And we think there's a future with Notre Dame beyond 2024. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, there are some, you know, bene- uh, beneficial uh, reasons for, for both of those schools to want that series to continue beyond 24. Um, but, you know, I, I've said it on the air before. It, it, it's disgusting that the Pac-12 is imploding and breaking up yeah. and, and is disgusting the reasons why. Uh, it's breaking up in the forces behind it. Uh, but, you know, just just try and enjoy this final year of of, of, of Pac-12 as, as we know it and then shove off into whatever the future holds. I think Notre Dame and Stanford is going to be able to survive just because of the, the, the deal that Notre Dame has with the ACC. Yeah. So I think we're going to be I think we're going to be OK as far as far as that goes. You would so, think. Yeah. Fingers crossed anyway. Knocking on wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did they wind up in the ACC? Was, was like was this just they had to go somewhere? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, they just needed a spot where they had at least a chance to have some answers, right? I mean, not mm-hmm. every answer is is being provided, you know. Right now, you know, go join the ACC. You know, doesn't exactly you know provide all the answers that Stanford and Cal are looking for, but they certainly don't have anywhere near the question marks right now that Washington State and Oregon State do. I mean, Stanford has a full slate of opponents 
for 2024 and beyond, you know, for the foreseeable future uh, for a football schedule. And in, in a lot of ways for Stanford and Cal going to the ACC, that makes more sense as a power five landing spot uh, because, you know, the ACC besides the Pac-12 was the other conference that actually did more than pay lip service to women's sports and Olympic sports. Those are two things that matter a lot to both Stanford and Cal. That's where a lot of success has come for both Stanford and Cal. The ACC has, 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 actually, has actually, you know, said both in deed and in word, you know, hey, these things are important to us too. So, you know, from that standpoint, probably the best landing spot amongst all the other conferences, you know, for, for Stanford and Cal. Now, I'll admit, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. You know, we're, we're trading, we're trading Westwood for Wake Forest, right? You know, right. We're, we're trading, you know, we're trading Pullman for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then, you know, next year, you know, we're heading out to Syracuse. So I got to figure out how they get a table at Dinosaur Barbecue the night before our game <laughs> next, next year. So, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different, but you know, it's such as life in college sports these days, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're ready to rack up some frequent flyer mileage, you know, some well, mileage you know, on the card there? Or, well, uh, you know, United does go nonstop from SFO to RDU. There uh, is that. I already know that from experience. So nice. There, 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 there's good news there. Nice. But Stanford football sponsored by Bojangles. That's going to be that's going to be a little odd. So, oh, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> there's going to be people in, uh, out on the West Coast going, what's Bojangles? What is yeah, that? right. <laughs> huh? I wish we had it up here. Quite honestly, we don't have it even here. So, anyway, Uh, Troy Clardy, the play-by-play voice from Stanford football, joining me on Leprechaun Lunch. Uh, Let's talk a little bit of football. It's uh, still a little bit of a rebuild as far as Stanford football goes from the from the David Shaw days. How is that going? Yeah, it's it's definitely year one um, of a rebuild. And, And we kind of knew that this is what things were looking at, you know, coming into the season. Uh, with, with the, the losses personnel wise, especially on the offensive line, Stanford pretty much lost its entire starting offensive line. And it's been kind of strange, you know, looking at games uh, elsewhere around the country, looking at Mich- Michigan and going, hey, wait a minute. That, that that's two fifths of Stanford's offensive line from last year, watching Oklahoma and watch Stanford start a former starting left tackle playing, you know, and, and just watching, you know, I mean, heck last week, you know, starting left guard for Stanford is now starting left tackle for Cal. So when you have a mass exodus like that, especially at a critical offense, a critical, you know, position grouping as, as the offensive line, you're definitely going to have some growing pains. And that's certainly been shown. And I think it's been, you know, part of the reason why the Stanford offense hasn't quite found the gear, especially over the last five or six weeks that, that many folks might've been expecting necessarily coming into the year. And even Troy Taylor admitted himself, you know, but the offense, and many of the schemes that I'm running this year, this is not what you're going to see in the future. This is what I have to do to adapt to a young and inexperienced team. Uh, losses up front on the defensive side as well. But there are, you know, reasons for, for improvement or at least reasons to feel optimistic about where Stanford can go going forward. Stanford's found a pretty good quarterback, I think, in Ashton Daniels. You've seen him grow from week to week to week. Uh, the wide receiver room with Alec Iomaner blowing up on the national stage against Colorado and Tiger Bachmeyer right behind him. Two freshmen who have done terrific things. Uh, Stanford with a boatload of edge rushers and they've grown throughout the season and a couple of good corners as well overall and Colin Wright and, and, and Zeron Manley. So, you know, person you know, wise, you know, as, as, as Stanford gets stronger, bigger, 
faster and more physical. And as they get their feet wet in the systems that, that Troy Taylor wants to implement both on offense and on defense as well, uh, there, there's certainly a lot to like about the direction that this team is heading and going forward. And, and look, let's face it. They've got three wins right now. Could have beaten Sacramento State. Could have beaten Arizona. So there's a big difference between three and nine and five and seven. And hey, they have Washington kind of on the ropes there for a little bit too. So, you know, you see how close this team can be and you start to, you know, get excited about where things might be headed in 2024. Does moving to the ACC actually kind of help with the rebuild? Because you see, you see schools that switch conferences, uh, you know, Houston football, for example, uh, switching to the Big 12. They've had their difficulties uh, mm-hmm. while you're doing this rebuild, you know, just from having a new coach. Rebuilding for a new conference now, do, you know, does that make things possibly easier in the future? Well, as you look at it competitively right now, conference to conference, Pac-12 is the best conference in the country right now. Okay. And and the top of the Pac-12 is higher than it's been Certainly within the last 15 years, mm-hmm. maybe more honestly, more towards tw- the past 20 years. You have so many mm-hmm. great teams. I think Oregon right now is the most complete team in the Pac-12, although Washington is ranked higher. Those two, um, in all likelihood, will see each other again in the Pac-12 championship game um, next week. Um, you know, Oregon State, terrific yeah. team. You know, the, the top of the Pac-12 is the very best in college football this year. The top of the ACC? Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a bit of a step down. And more importantly, the bottom of the Pac-12 is higher than the bottom of the ACC as well. So, you know, as things stand right now, Stanford, you know, move, and, and, and look, again, anything can happen between now and by the time we start kicking things off in late August of 2024. But, but, but as things stand right now, Stanford appears to be moving to a conference where the level of competition is not as high as it was and as it is in the Pac-12 this year. So that, that, could, that, that could certainly help. Um, the fact that Sanford is a national school and has to recruit nationally, you're Notre Dame, you know, you, you, you know how this works, yep. you know, and they don't have to exactly, you know, fish from a pool from a certain region and just yeah. grab kids from Southern California, uh, for, for example. And just be able to depend on on and have to rely on on those kids from that region. Stanford has to recruit nationally, and they've already recruited and quite well, I might add, uh, na- recruited quite well in the ACC footprint, getting kids from Georgia and North Carolina, and and and, and even maybe other places around the ACC footprint that you kind of forget. Wait, Pennsylvania? Oh yeah, that is in the ACC footprint too. Right. You know, thanks to Pitts. So so there are reasons to think that Stanford going from the Pac-12, especially the Pac-12 as constructed right now, and and, and and look, again, it is just mind-boggling that all this is happening yeah. to begin with, yeah. right? But make the best of it. You know, as, as a wise man once said, when the world is running down, you make the best of what's still around, right? You know, and Stanford going to the ACC, from a competitive standpoint, if Stanford continues to improve like we think and hope it can, you know, that could be a pretty good thing. Stanford, ACC champion. Did you ever think you'd see okay. that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, but okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> You'll you take know? it. Yeah. <laughs> Troy Clardy, the, uh, the play-by-play voice for uh, Stanford football and men's basketball as well, joining me. Uh, how's the basketball team looking, by the way? 
Yeah, it, it's been intriguing. They're they're they're, they're in the Bahamas um, this week. Uh, did That's not accompany life. the team out there. Yeah, I know. Did not <laughs> did not accompany the team out out that way uh, since we had uh, football mm. uh, on Saturday, and you know we didn't think we'd get back in time. Uh, we just didn't want to do two games and have someone else do one and all those sorts of things. So you know, Stanford hoops uh, is, is, is 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 in the Bahamas this week. Look, I already went to Hawaii. You know, this season, so go. I'm fine for for exotic locations. Uh, offensively, they'll be very very good i think uh they'll, they'll certainly i think light up some scoreboards i think and, and and do a lot better in that respect uh they've been they've been doing a great job heading into this week of putting 90 on the scoreboard or thereabouts you know maybe knock it down about five to ten points once a pac 12 play rolls around heck 80 points is still good enough to win you a lot of pac 12 uh, basketball games mm-hmm. now defensively Let's see what happens there. Uh, (laughs) Rebounding has been a problem, at least entering this week. And of course, if you can't rebound, especially on the defensive end and other teams get second chance points, you'll get killed like they did against Santa Clara um, last week. So, you know, a a young team in some respects, but they have a lot returning this year. Uh, Spencer Jones, uh, they've got a, they've got a freshman in Andre Stoyakovic. Yes, that's Paige's son who has performed quite well throughout the course of the season. Thank you very much. Still hasn't Freshman moments, you know, here and there, but you kind of expect that. And Max Renault, uh, seven foot one uh, guy out of France who just keeps growing and growing and growing into his role down low. So, uh, you know, Stanford men's hoops is going to be entertaining to watch. It already has been so far this year. Yeah, men's team here, uh, we know that it's a rebuild because, I mean, they had, I mean, they still don't even have like a full roster of scholarship players. They're actually Mm -hmm. still floating one scholarship out there, just kind of out there in the ether. Um, But there's, they had a really good recruiting class uh, coming in. Uh, Got a couple of good guys uh, out of the transfer portal there. They got this kid, Marcus Burton, who uh, is actually a local kid from, uh, from, from this area. Um, He is, he's fourth in, in division one right now in scoring in points per game. And uh, is you know far ahead every other ACC freshman. I think he is going to be a star. I think. Yeah. All right. So. Noted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep an eye out. Early scouting. Early scouting. Yes. <laughs> especially, especially for next year, right? Right. You exactly. <laughs> exactly. Getting back to football. One guy on Stanford. Who do we have to watch? Uh, well, one guy on Stanford I think that definitely bears watching is Isle Manor, the receiver, mm-hmm. uh, number 13, 6'2", 210. Um, you know, kind of came along a bit slowly, but he was also still recovering from a, a leg injury that he had suffered mm-hmm. last year that wiped out his eligibility uh, for, for that uh, for that season. So didn't play um, at all last season. Came along a bit slowly this season, was wearing a brace at the start of the year. But once he took that brace off, Man, he just really started to fly. And even though he had had a couple of nice touchdown grabs um, earlier in the season, obviously when he really started to come to fruition and when he really started to blow up was that Colorado game, right? You know, mm-hmm. down 29 nothing, And yeah. next thing you know, you know, Stanford's taking it to double overtime and winning it and canceling primetime on national TV. So, you know, it was an aisle manner that night, 13 catches, 294 yards and three touchdowns with all of those numbers coming in the second half and in the overtime periods. Wow. Has the size, 
has the speed. And Troy Taylor talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, at the start of the year, he, 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 you know, he was fast, but now he's playing fast. And there is a complete and total difference in between the two. And Taylor says, you know, our offense isn't our offense without him. I uh, mean, that's certainly, that's certainly proven to be true. Um, now, whether Ashton Daniels, the quarterback has enough time to find Io Manor, whether Stanford, can actually develop some semblance of a running game. It's incredible. Stanford running backs haven't had a rush of, of, of 20 plus yards since Arizona in week four. Wow. We're in week 13 right now. Yeah. You know, the Stanford rushing attack has been the quarterbacks on quarterback draws on keepers. They'll bring in Justin Lampson and they'll, they'll, they'll let him run uh, a version of wildcat, even though he's a quarterback. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that the Stanford offense, and again, it won't look like this, you know, hopefully starting next year. Right. But Alec Manor has has been terrific to watch and to watch him blossom throughout the course uh, of the season as electric as a receiver. And, and he's just scratching the surface, man, a, a sophomore in class, a freshman in eligibility. And he's going to be fun to watch to see where he ends up with his career. Last question. Do you have any advice for us here in South Bend on how to get the Pac-12 network? <laughs> I believe uh, there are FUBO uh, trials <laughs> that you can sli- that you that you can uh, that you can sneak in on uh, sling as well. And, and, and look, this is. As a Pac-12 network announcer myself, mm-hmm. it is kind of in some ways neat to see Notre Dame. Oh, sure. The network. Sure. Um, And, you know, this is going to be the final football game broadcast and produced by the Pac-12 network. And look, you know, this is, you know, obviously not the way that the network, you know, probably wasn't the plan. Yeah. (laughs) This this was this was not in the plan. Uh, But, you know, I I think you're going to like how the Pac-12 network presents football. Look, folks who watch the product have never had a quarrel with the product itself um, and how it's presented, you know, and, 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 and the, and the joy and the care that, that, that the announcers and the crews um, all take in presenting this product. That's never been the issue. The issue has been, well, how do we get people to watch it? And, and unfortunately, you know, some, some balls were dropped um, in, in that respect. And that's one of the reasons why we're in the middle of this with a capital T right now. Yeah. But obviously you get Ted Robinson on the call. That's Notre okay. Dame alum himself, yeah. class of '78, and you're gonna. I think you're really gonna enjoy watching Yogi Roth as well. One of the one of the best analysts out there in college football. So, uh, hit up Fubo, hit up Sling. There are probably a few other spots where you can get in on some uh, on some seven day trial and uh, check out the Pac-12 Network. I, I think you're gonna like what you're gonna. Uh, I think you're gonna like what you're gonna see there. I know. Uh, I know. Darren, our afternoon guy, has had Yogi on a couple of times uh, yeah. talking about the Pac-12, and yeah. yeah. He's he's good. I, he's I echo man. that sentiment. I echo that. <laughs> Even though he went to USC for a time. But, well, you, you know, know, that's all right. No one's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Troy Clardy, the uh, play-by-play voice for Stanford football and men's basketball. A million thanks for joining me today. You bet. I appreciate you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and go Stanford. Back with some prognostications for this weekend on Leprechaun Lunch on Sports Radio 960 WSBT right after this. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 